The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Afternoon, two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. We are with you for the next two hours live from number one King William Street in the city here at Studio Lumo SA. Nice day outside, 18.6 degrees. And we're here thanks to Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. And IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Let's bring in the little dog. What's you What do you think you do? G'day, Michelangelo. Richie, how are you? Hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. Lovely day out there. Uh, what, what makes Lovely. it nice? Just the weather? Perfect temperature. Mm. Sunshine. Yep. Perfect. What more could you ask for? Oh, a bloody lot more than that. If weather's the it's only the thing that makes it good or a bad day, right? really? The simple thing. Well, why aren't you a happier human then if it's all that's all it takes? Because I'm not outside, I'm inside. Okay, good answer. Apologies for the last 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> hey, uh, what and good be... luck to all of you who are out there. Enjoying I know. This a lot of people weather. walking around here on North Terrace and striding along, some power walking, some on their phones walking into other people. Isn't that not annoying? unusual? I know. Tom Jones. All right. Hey, Roach, before we get into our guests, we've got that song somewhere, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a have few, got few lined up no, nowadays. Oh, we haven't. Mm. Not unusual. Anyway. Oh, there it is. There we go. Now it's a good day. <laughs> hey, hey. Yo, Tommy, what a machine. Hey, oh, uh, what? Yes, he was a very big song-producing machine, yes. Was he? I don't yes. think that's what you were thinking no, at the time, Rich. No, yes. yeah, it could be a tad promiscuous in his early days. Oh, good luck to him. Hey, uh, let's just jump into this, Rooch, for the next, uh, right up until the Melbourne Cup, until the Monday before, we're giving people a chance to be part of Kimbo and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Now, it's your chance to win. This is all thanks to IGA. If you draw the horse that wins, you get a $500 voucher. Second place, $200 voucher. Third place, $100 voucher. All you have to do is ring us on 1300, not now, 1300 736 736. When you hear this, cue to call. Now, if you're listening to us and you miss that cue to call, you must have ears like mine. It's a very, very obvious. First five callers in each day, you can only enter once or via one phone number. You're right, Rich? You're going to add to this or not? Got it. Yes. Well, I'm not allowed to enter. No, but I mean, you can... I can understand it. It's very simple. Hear the bugle, dial in, first five in the sweepstakes. Uh, Yeah, great support. I'd be lost without you. All right. (laughs) Uh, That is... (laughs) Eight hundred dollars worth of prizes, all thanks to uh, IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. So listen out for that cue to call. We're we'll doing that a little bit later throughout the show. So in the end, Rooch, we're doing it for fifteen days, five entrants each day. That means there's how many? Five. Seventy-five. Beautifully done. Wow. The, the Monday before. Seventy-five. We'll, we'll draw it. If there's how twenty-three, lucky. twenty-four, twenty-one horses, you'll get drawn out. You can listen to the race and hopefully. 
you'll win one of those magnificent prizes, all thanks to IGA Supermarkets. My well, mind wandered for a moment, oh, thinking, imagine, moment, imagine if we could get that bugler mm. to go get Jason Cripps from Port Adelaide, mm. Adrian Dodoro from Essendon, mm. Andrew Mackey from Geelong, mm. and put them in starters gates and actually get them racing towards the end of the trade deadline tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Mm. Port is very, very, very much taking this to the last minute, aren't they? Uh, your mind has wandered, Rich. We'll get to that. We've got our CMC Invest trade mm. updates coming up at 3.35. We'll be comprehensively across that. Well, hopefully you will be, Rooch. Yeah. Uh, at 3.50, the time-honoured Roochie's roast. It's been going on for 30 years. It used to be in the fertiliser till they got rid of him. Uh, it's a time-honoured journalistic masterpiece, and it hasn't been lost to our audience here. And I believe you go political this time. Why not? Everyone else has. It's all right. No need to get aggressive. <laughs> at uh, 4 o'clock, Alex Brosk, former Socceroo. Now, this is interesting. He'll join us. Brosky, he's a good unit. He always says something. Australia takes on New Zealand at 5.15am at Brentford. That's tomorrow morning. London. Yeah. And they're playing. Now, Roach, they're playing for the Ashes. Now, when I told you this, you scoffed at it. I thought, no, surely not. They haven't just ripped off a cricket theme. You were they? quite critical. You I were thought, up and about. Really? And then you did some homework. Now, this is extraordinary. So, so there are ashes of two cigars mm-hmm. that were smoked in 1923. How they ever kept the ashes from these cigars baffles me. Well, I think it's explained in the story. But they it? were smoked at a soccer dinner by Australia's captain, who was mm. Alec Gibb, and New Zealand's captain, who was George Campbell. Yeah, Gibbsy now, and Cambo. Yeah, yeah. They were, you know, they just finished a series. New yeah. Zealand won. Boo. New Zealand beat us. Back in 1923. 1923 series. Mm. That's cigars. No, no. But in that era, they didn't know better. They didn't know better. So we, we mm. excused them. So someone kept these ashes. Then they put them in a silver safety razor case. Mm-hmm. That had been taken by a New Zealand soldier to Gallipoli. Mm-hmm. So this now takes us back to 1915. Yep. Now that razor case is then put in a casket made of Australian and New Zealand woods. It's inscribed with a kangaroo and a New Zealand fern leaf. Australia and New Zealand play each other in 1954. Australia wins it. And for some reason, it just got hidden away after that. So they've brought it back out again. Came back last year. Yep. So, yes, we were reading some of the... Uh, so it's thing. not fake. It's not... You no, know, it's, it's real. Hitting on to, you know, because we've got ashes in cricket. This has mm. 100 years of history. 1923, 2023. Well, yeah, yeah, not great history, though. Well, compared it's to got the some history. Ashes. I'm with you, Roach. Uh, at uh, 4.35, we'll be joined by Montana McKinnon. Now, the Adelaide Crows young star Ruckman come forward, who it seems like a couple of years ago, Rich, it was only last year where she was suspended for a grand final on potential to cause injury. So looking forward to having a chat to uh, Montana. Monty, I think she's known as. They take on Brisbane, uh, Adelaide do, looking for eight wins in a row at Brighton Homes uh, Arena, 2.35 Saturday. Crows have lost their last two to Brisbane by 22 and 23 points. 
All right, we're up it's and not about. Not the same Brisbane anymore, though, is it? No, they've lost a few players. They lost a little bit of leg speed as yep. well, Rooch. Nine minutes up. past three it is, Roochie, Rooch, Rooch. We're live and interactive. Send us a text on 0427 154 166. If you want to chat, one 736 736 You can talk about anything. If you make a modicum of sense, we'll give you a $50 IGA voucher. All right, let's go around the grounds, Rooch. Uh, Australia has opened its World Cup campaign with a victory at last. Well, you would be a bit concerned when... Sri Lanka started, and they were one for 125. I was watching along S- very nicely. I was watching SAS on Channel Seven and flicking over. I found that more entertaining. Anyway, they finished, I like Stephanie Rice, Rich. Right, they finished with 209. Their competitive spirit, just to tidy that Good. up. Mitchell start getting four wickets. Then it gets very interesting when mm. Australia went in their run chase. Did you see the Dave Warner dismissal? No, for LBW, sp- because yeah. you're sitting there watching it. It's a ball that goes from. Off to leg. Mm. Umpire puts up his hand to say, you're out, Dave Warner. Of course, what does Dave Warner do? He does the big T. I want this reviewed. And I tell you, if you're sitting there like I was, Kim, mm. watching this, you're doing your own ball tracking. He's yep. got nothing to worry about. This is going to miss leg stump. Mm. Ball tracking gets it just clipping the leg stump. What does that mean when the umpire's giving you out? Well, you're out. It's like the soft call in the AFL. Now, I know Dave Warner never walks off with any dismissal with any pleasure. But his anger, the way he was seething, took it to another level. Disbelief, was it, Roach? Well, I know my eyesight's not great, Mm. but I couldn't see how that could ever have hit the stumps. Uh, You tried to find that little bit of vision. Well, you can't get it because they're all locked away now under these agreements like the Olympics. You just can't. But I could show you the ball tracking, but that's not the point. No. I wanted you to see the actual how the ball went. I'd love our listeners to say, when you saw that yourself... Live and on replay, what was your call? I'm glad you're asking that because I, I love you in a professional sense, but I'd like someone else's opinion given I didn't see it. I thought it was not out. Because you, you can be a bit dramatic and you weren't a great cricketer, Roach. All right, uh, let's Sorry. have a listen to how we won. Gives himself room and belts it into the stands. Comprehensive, commanding victory from Australia. You can't keep the great side down for long. They are five times world champion winners. And they are off the mark in this year's Men's World Cup. Mm. That sounded like with the ball hitting the bat, like the old commentary, the fake one when they do the old... Oh, yes, yeah. the old ABC calls yes. the Ashes from England. So uh, yeah. Australia 5 for 215. The interesting one is Josh Inglis. 58 off 59. What does that mean for Alex Carey? Well, it means he stays where he is, not in the side. Right. Rich. Thank you very much. You're a rocket scientist. Uh, let's hear Paddy Cummings on the win. <laughs> what do you You mean? know, on the back of two losses, um, yeah, our group's got pretty high standards and everyone wanted to come out and be really up for it. So I think, you know, the energy in the field was great to start with and um, everything else flowed. Got dropped Don't two have a go-, go at me. Drakos is sending the same question. Got, well, use your own questions. And only well, one of you looks stupid. Question. Well, he got dropped two games ago. His replacement makes 58 or 59. What do you think's going to happen? Gee, I'm glad you're not writing scripts. They'd be boring. What? Well, building they, up the drama to give you the moment this, to say, this, well, this, the this probably why you got sacked right. then. People want to know the truth and logic. Bloody asked a question. Not BS. It's 3.13. It's 3.13. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
18 on a glorious Tuesday afternoon. Big thank you to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, Alex Bross coming up at 4 o'clock. We have Rucci's Roast as well. Montana McKinnon from the Adelaide Crows AFLW team. Dracos, I didn't want to be dismissive. Of you can call your... me stupid, but not Dracos. I said one of you are stupid. Did I say that or not? <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> As the coffees. Uh, Dracos says, do you think Alex Carey will play again this World Cup? You asked the question, Roach. Mm. Um, no, but no, I don't, I don't think he will. Mm. Okay. Uh, we've got six games to go, Roach. Uh, Pakistan this Friday at uh, Bengaluru. You familiar with that stadium? Look it up on the map. Yeah. Then it's the Netherlands in Delhi, New Zealand in uh, Daramazalar, England at uh, Ahmedabad, Afghanistan in Mumbai and Bangladesh in is it Pune or Pune? P-U-N-E. Don't get me on pronunciations. You're the expert. Yeah, but you've been to these places, I know, Roach. But they've also changed their names since I was there. I'm far from an expert. Uh, Ethel from Ethelton. She's Hello, a, Ethel. Yeah, you were referencing cigars and smoking, Roach. And Ethel says, you two blokes have surely been smoking something. Ethel, <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, oh, Kim. No, see, that's what got me. When you said Bengaluru. Was it called Bangalore before? You said? I was. Yeah. Okay. That's what. See, these things have changed. Someone's here. having a crack at me here. Oh, what Kim, have you done? You scoffed at Rooch's pronunciation of Sri Lanka yesterday. I've been doing it for five years because he calls it Sri Lanka. Mm. Uh, then went on to mispronounce Rashid Khan <laughs> repeatedly. How did I say it then? Rashid Khan. I'm not sure, Kim. Rashid. Rashid. Rashid, Rashid, okay. Uh, please do some research before criticising others. Ooh, no. Ooh. Um, we're having fun, all right? Stop being so serious. A Crows podcast was making fun of your botching of Chelsea Biddle's name recently too. Do better. I will put a name to it. Mm. All right, I'll try a little bit harder. Our friend Tom Wren says Dave Warner was not out. He agrees with my failing eyesight that <laughs> it would have missed leg stump. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're I just right. wish I could show it to you, but this well, is the issue. Well, how accurate is ball good. tracking then? Well, that, well, how do you argue with technology? Well, and what is it based on? How, do, how What algorithm do they use for this tracking? What's it based on? Mm. How can – I'm trying to think, how do you get a tracker that understands the conditions at that moment? Because pictures change I can't as conditions it, change. I think we've got Dizzy Gillespie on, on Thursday, so yeah. uh, maybe – Maybe I've got that right. Um, you got a shield score? Was that when we asked Chelsea whether it was uh, Biddle or Bedell? Not sure. Because it gets said differently. Uh, their parents ran the uh, Port Vincent Caravan Park, yeah. whoever that was there. I know the family. I should do better. Uh, three-way deal, Brisbane, Collingwood and Hawthorne in oh. for Ginevan. Yeah, that's happening, isn't it? That's from Robert. Yes, they put him on the table. So, actually, Ginevan's manager is the one who's actually pushed that along as well. Mm. Well, with Lockie Schultz going there, Rooch, um, here's another one. Keep your eye on Jack Gunston. He might be heading to Collingwood in a deal with Ginevan. Wow. Oh, gee. He'd want to have a really, really impressive summer. Yep. Um, he was never quick, and he's a clever footballer. But Very clever. He looked very slow last year. Uh, seems Crows will not get a trade in, so who are they going to target with their three draft picks in the top 20? SA Kids. Matt and Brizzy, also known as Matt the Hand. Well, Adelaide did complete the deal with Melbourne today, as we long expected. That second-round draft pick of Melbourne of mm. 2024 will go to Adelaide for Shane McAdam. That That'd gives been Adelaide on the a, table for a while, hadn't oh, it? I think Friday, wasn't it, Kim? So Adelaide's got a good draft hand this year, a great draft hand mm. next year. Shane McAdam goes 
elsewhere to fulfil his dreams, so mm. to speak. Uh, Adelaide so far has brought in Chris Burgess. They've got picks, three picks in the top 25, isn't it now, isn't it, Kim? Yep. You get the due day one as a compensation, the first round pick they had, the ones they've swapped around. They're, they're in pretty good shape, I would say, for continuing their very strategic plan for very how they much rebuild so. this list. And if they I, want to go up a little bit higher, Rich, they can certainly I, do and that. And I know one thing for certain, we're going to be talking about Harrison Petty next year. Yeah, That's not going a, away. Without that is not doubt. going away. Uh, what have we got here? You were sent an MMS, however your account is not configured to receive it. Oh, right. Sorry, okay. whoever sent that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, afternoon, boys. IGA vouchers arrived today for nearest the pin. Thank you so much. We'll be investing in chocolate. Henry in Melbourne. Uh, good on you, Henry. Now, hey, Rich, just a quickie before we go to a break. Can I? Is this your bee in your bonnet that you've had all day long? Oh, look, uh, Najwa. Najwa. <laughs> this bloke's in my head. Mm, Najwa Allen uh, fronts the tribunal tonight for her shepherd. Uh, on Kirsten McLeod from the Western Bulldogs. Now, Which is we saw graded careless. I'm not sure how you get that out of being careless. Severe impact because of the consequence of a shepherd bump, whichever way you want to describe careless it. Careless conduct, severe impact, high, high contact. Can't argue with too many of those gradings, Kim. Well, I don't know about the impact being severe, but mm, the girl went off with yeah. concussion protocols. She has a history with concussions, which is unfortunate. Uh, Rich, my point being, all the headlines, I understand they're to get clicks and to sell papers, and it might be accurate as well that this will be the biggest the biggest penalty in AFLW history. Mm. Now, it's going to be a minimum of three. I urge people to have a look at that incident, and it defies logic that that can be worth three games when Jordan is hit on Elijah Hewitt, received three games, when he leapt in the air, knocked him out, knocked him out cold. Buddy Franklin's round one shoulder into the head that received one game. Cosie Pickett, round one, jumps in the air into Bailey Smith, gets only two games. And when you consider Roots, there are 10 games to the season. There's 23 in the men's game. So a penalty of three games is the equivalent of seven. It is the equivalent of seven. I see what you're doing there, but I could argue with you that if you played in the English Premier League or even in the A-League... I'm not interested in that. Well, no, well, let no, me have I my argument. Did, no, let I know have, we did. Well, can I express my argument, please? Well, you did do this earlier today. So you're playing 38 games. Mm. And if I come into your studs up, I'll get a red card and probably mm. the tribunal system that they have would hit me with two. Mm. I go to the World Cup where I'm only playing three qualifying games to see if I get mm. in the next group. I do the same tackle. I'll get the red card and I'll be banned for the next two mm. games. Yep. Well, I don't get a discount because it's a shorter competition. It's their sport and good luck to them. But my point is you don't get a discount for a shorter competition. My point is look at those examples mm. and those incidents from before and tell me how any right-minded person could be giving the same penalty that Jordan Dugowie got for that incident. It would be I ludicrous. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be using anything the AFL did this year where they were so inconsistent <laughs> as the basis for your argument. Kim. I know. That's what, true. what we do have here is, again, a serious issue whereby the game is challenged to be seen as proactive and serious with any head knock. But the consequences in a game that is based on collisions and contact are hard to then digest, and uh, aren't they? Let's not mention the war and Braden Maynard. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, All right. so where John Longmire made that point this year, how do you regulate in a game that's built on collision and contact? Mm. 
is at the surface of this one as well. I, I agree. We'll watch it with great interest. Uh, fortunately, there's three games remaining, Ridge, and mm. then finals. So no matter what happens, you yep. would imagine uh, Najwa Allen will be back. All right, mm. we're live from Studio Lumo. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. More shortly. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Standing in the Hall of Fame. 3.31, a little late for the news. Roochie, Rooch, Rooch. We love Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Hey, just quickly at the Adelaide Oval, New South Wales are one for 19. Uh, they need 304 runs for victory with a day to go. Uh, our second innings wasn't great, Rooch, but uh, we would be in the driver's seat there. Our bowlers should be able to get the job done. Sure. so. Yes. Outright so. victory. You beauty. Some news coming out of the Gold Coast Suns. So Stephen King, who was there as the interim coach when Stuart Jew was sent packing, will not stay to be there with Damien Hardwick. The expectation is he will be at Geelong. He will be going he had to Geelong. A long history. Yeah, certainly does. He's a wonderful yeah. player. Then. Yes. And another quick one. Boys, might, you might want to check why Nines Corey Norris, I used to work with a Norrie man, revealed that Soldo would be traded to Port for pick 41 in a future second. That's from Lindsay. Uh, that has been around, Rooch. Yep. yep, that's building up. Yep, been around. Those deals will I'm get done. I'm intrigued as to what's happening with Jordan Sweet because I do know Luke Beveridge doesn't want to do the deal. Do you want to have a coffee that he ends up at Port? Oh, I'm not arguing. I'm just telling you. No, but I'm giving you an opportunity. Yeah, I think he probably will, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. I'm well, just telling you, Luke Beveridge is not happy about it. Okay. All right. I was yeah. trying to get it up to 17. You still owe me 16 coffees. Right, yeah. it's One three- at a time. <laughs> if only. 3.33. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Standing in the Hall of Fame And the world's gonna know your name 3.37, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. 18.6 degrees outside. Richie's roast coming up. We'll have a more in-depth look at uh, the trade situation thanks to CMC Invest. Alex Brosk, former Socceroo, to talk about tomorrow's game against New Zealand for the Ashes. The Ashes, the Soccer yes, Ashes. Yes. 100 years of Ashes. As Rooch explained a little earlier. And then AFLW star for the Adelaide Crows. She's going to be a beauty. She'll mm. be around for a long time. Montana McKinnon. Uh, if I can just straighten up for a minute, Rooch. A text here from Booger from Modbury North. He says, G'day boys, I don't mean to put a dampener on the show, but I'd like to give some remembrance to Matty Rendell. And really missing his information, knowledge, predictions, and just the great bloke he was all year, but especially this part of the year. On behalf of a lot of people, we all miss you, Matty. Booger, we agree with you 100%. We choose to celebrate his life. We miss him dearly. And we're only talking, what was it, about three or four hours ago, Rooch, we're saying, right, who can we get for our regular Wednesday afternoons? He ticked so many boxes. He was opinionated. He was knowledgeable. Didn't mean he was always right. He'd been in the VFL system. He'd been in the AFL system. And he'd been in the Sandful system. So he ticked so many boxes. So any suggestions, we would love them because uh, we do want to get a regular back on every Wednesday in the mould of Matty Rendell. All righty, Roots, let's move on. Uh, talking of people not always getting it right, you got it right yesterday about the season 
season opener for 2024. So the NRL will vacate their traditional path of Sydney, New South Wales to go to Las Vegas. Mm. What could go wrong, Kim? Oh, I think we'll mm. get a few stories out of that. Anyway, so the <laughs> AFL is seizing the opportunity to take the limelight in a challenging marketing city for it. Let's be real, it is challenging. Mm. To, it's a big competitive market. <clears throat> so the season will open with GWS and Collingwood. Now, this a is a preliminary not... final rematch. Okay, but this is not being confirmed by the AFL. Oh, yet. this is what they're planning. Okay, right. say that again. Saturday night. GWS, Collingwood, preliminary final rematch. Okay. Sunday. So these are the typical NRL time slots. Yep. Will be Sydney v Melbourne in a game which you can see they can easily wrap it around as a Ron Barassi tribute mm. because of his connection to Melbourne and Sydney. I like it. Then Thursday, Richmond Carlton. Yeah, we go to everyone else. Now, your theme of Sydney and Adelaide because of the, you know, the heat mm. in what happened in their last game. Two non-Victorian clubs. How do you think that played with mm. Channel 7 when that was put on the table? Ah, but it was put on the table. But they go, no, it must involve a Victorian club so we can get well, some ratings in Melbourne. And I understand where you're coming from there. I will not put a coffee on this. Mm. I, I don't think it's been completely ruled out. I think it's hard to get it past the line. Might not be ruled out, but Do you it's want hard. to put a couple of coffees on it? But if you're wrong, I don't have to pay you. Whatever you wish. It's okay. No, no, well, no. just... And look, but the, the, the interesting that if they become Sydney Melbourne, which becomes a huge tribute for mm. Ron Barassi, and we're having the state funeral next month, is that telling us they've let the whole Premiership Cup agenda just peter out and that's gone? That's just going to just be forgotten. I wouldn't lose any the... sleep about that. No, I'm not. I, 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 lent, I lent more towards the Barassi medals. Medals. Having yeah. a name, yeah. Yeah, had a Barassi. Uh, there's too much. Uh, it's a national competition. Right, but that's the appropriate. Appropriate moment too for Sydney Melbourne. Yep. He saved Sydney at a difficult time, and his yep. traditions at Melbourne are deep. Oh yeah, be good. Then, yeah, Carlton aren't happy. Oh, yeah. well, Kim, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out Kim. there. Oh, a, what are we he, doing for Blighty then? He, he left a fair imprint at Carlton as well. Yeah. Um, Roach, before we get into the trade updates, oh. uh, Mark Pryor, the West oh. Coast Eagles AFLW coach, um, had a moment after his game. Now, we, we played this yesterday. Just paraphrase what he said. Well, he came into his press conference after West Coast got batted 82-12, to 12, and mm. he's saying it's just not right for one of the new teams to be playing the premierships team of the year before. It was setting them up to fail. Excuse me, this is a competition, Michael. Oh. Now... I was staggered. I was listening to another radio station on the way home last night where they said... Shame on you. No, no. I like to broaden my knowledge and listen to all points of view, Roach. I didn't agree with this one, though. (laughs) One particular idiot said uh, that they should bring in a split competition. Only for two or three years, he said. I'm thinking, why? Name and shame. That would be... Name and shame. No, it was his opinion. It was his opinion. (laughs) But... No, but seriously, that's like, let's say, when Central and Woodville exactly. went into the, the sample. Oh, don't let them play Port Oscar. So I mean, we'll bring Tasmania in, in and we won't let them play the top four sides. Yeah, it's just stupid. Seriously? It's stupid. So what's happened today? Well, I dare say there was a phone call. Don't you think? <laughs> yes. So Michael Pryor then issued a statement by uh, West Coast saying, I would like to acknowledge my comments regarding the A4W fixture were unacceptable after our game against Melbourne. Mm. It was a disappointing performance and I was frustrated, but that does not excuse my comments and they do not reflect the club's position. I bet they don't. They wouldn't. They sound like a loser. I take full responsibility. Melbourne are the benchmark in AFLW and credit them for the way they played, et cetera, et cetera. He's Mm, making the point. Well, yeah, I've been told off. And so he should have been. 
yep. I get his point that they've got a long way to go, but you're never well, going to learn how far to go if you don't play the and best. That, that is what we said uh, yesterday, Roach. Number of texts coming through saying two AFL dom- competitions or divisions would be untenable. Yes, yes, right. We've read that, we've read that one out. All right, Roach, uh, let's jump into this. It's time for a trade update uh, brought to you by CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got to know when the whole <laughs> There's a bit happening. Let's jump into your mob first. Uh, SEN and Trade Radio, Sammy Edmund had this to say about what the why the Cats won't accept the Radagalia deal for pick 25. Asava Radagalia, we both spoke about this morning, the state of play with him and his yes. supposed move, of course, from Geelong to Port Adelaide. I tell you, still at loggerheads, these two clubs. Now, Geelong won't do the deal for 25. Port Adelaide are saying that 25 is there and will stay there and won't be leaving there until 7.25 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah. So either the deal gets done or Port Adelaide are wedded to this. They're going to take him through, I would have thought, the national draft rather than the preseason draft. Yeah. Whatever whatever happens, they're determined to get him in the door at Alberton. Yep, stick fat Port Adelaide. I like this. 25 is fair. I don't care what Chris Scott says. He makes it sound like he's won five All-Australians. He hasn't been able to make the team consistently as good as they were two years ago. This year, they're not even a top eight side. He couldn't make the side. He'll go to Port Adelaide. He'll be a really good player. This is Chris Davies and what Geelong want for Asava. As the trade period goes on, I guess, you know, we'll we'll end up finding out. But um, right now, we haven't been able to break the impasse with Geelong for Asava and we've obviously got what 36 hours to to try and make it happen. Right, percentages Kim, percentages that Geelong blinks tomorrow because they get nothing if he goes through the draft There's a bit of stubbornness in that club 94% they blink though (laughs) A bit of stubbornness, just a bit (laughs) You're being mild there Alright, well you go harder then They're being belligerent He's stubborn. Uh, what's he worth then? Oh, 25's perfect. It's actually... Even it's fair? Giving, he's giving them... That's without your port hat on. Can we debate this long hmm. ago? No, I, I sit here as a neutral and... I, he's I not think a first rounder and he's not a no. late second and it becomes early, mid second. That's fine. I, I think it's a really reasonable... You're not playing offer. him at Geelong, so well, well, how do you rate him all of a sudden he's become David Dench? It's time to play dirty. Here's Chris Dirty? Davies. Yeah, here's, uh, yeah, well, fair dinkum. Right. Here's Chris Davies on the potential of getting a Sava through the draft. Well, that's something that we're still working through. So, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the big difference in those two players is that Zach um, Thatcher's out of contract and Xavier's not. So... You know, we don't have to fall into doing anything that we don't think is fair. Um, you know, we have gone into the period saying that we want to bring four players in. You know, Xavier was in a situation where, you know, he wants a fresh start. So, you know, we've always been a club who have been open to that and mindful, you know, for players who want to leave. I think it's probably the reason why, you know, the majority of our players stay is because, you know, we want them to want to stay. We don't want to be in a situation where we're having to hold people against their will. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be one of the things that we contemplate. And look, I understand that for everyone who just wants deals done, that uh, you would look and say that, you know, um, players just swapping clubs is the easiest way for it to happen. Have yeah, that, that may end up being, being oh, the case, the, but um, it's 
certainly not going to um, be the case in the next, you know, in the next day. Uh, apologies that's on that one. That was the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went. Uh, that's Linesy. Uh, um, right, yeah, round of coffees, Linesy. What we want is Chris Davies talking about the risks of walking a player to the draft. Yeah, I mean that, that's exactly what you've got to go through, Kane. So, you know, for us, there, there is potential, I guess, for another club to to take any player that ends up in either the national or, or pre-season draft. Uh, and that's you know, something that we've had to you know, work through over the last period of time. But look, I'm still really hopeful that, that we're able to strike a deal with Geelong in the next period of time because you know, what, what has become clear through the trade period is that you know, Asaba wants to leave Geelong and he wants to play for Port Adelaide. So mm. yeah, that's something that we've got, to, we've got to work through. Rich, you've lived and breathed this. You've been over there in Melbourne when these uh, negotiations are happening and it can get heated. Is it, is it theatre or do things get a little bit personal, a little bit nasty between clubs and individuals? No, they're genuine. Yep. It's like uh, Tom Morris pointed out yesterday that when you now have list managers answering to football managers and chief executives mm. saying, we've got to tell our supporters we haven't been dudded here. They, the old notion of making sure everyone wins is now just making sure you win. Mm. That's where it gets tough. Now, I I get the feeling like you that Geelong in the end will say, let's do this, but we're at least showing our supporters we ran this right to the deadline. Which is like what Adelaide did with the second future second round pick with McAdam. They pushed it as far as they yeah, could go, and in the end knew, it was a reasonable knew, offer. Yeah, yeah. They knew when to uh, well, get here's, out of that. here's Chris. No, fold them. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Here's Chris Davies on the relationship between Port and Geelong. No, look, I mean, look, Jason Cripps um, leads that from our perspective, so. Yeah, my relationship with the guys at Geelong, you know, is is fine. But yeah, ultimately, you know, it's not necessarily about relationships. It's about being able to strike a deal at the end of the day, whether you, whether you like each other or not. And that's you know where we where we need to get to over the next you know thirty six hours, as I say. Can I add one thing? When you talk about those discussions, the most interesting people in them become the managers, Kim, mm. because they will go to clubs and say, if you do not trade my man to this club. I'll assure you, you are not getting these deals later on because they are the big players here. And a lot of these managers, like we've just seen Jack Inovan's manager make it known that they want to do a deal out of Collingwood. They are big, big cogs in this system. We've got a few to get through, Rich. We'll stick with Port Adelaide, though, because these are all big deals that are needed to be done Mm. still. Here's Chris Davies on their negotiations with Ivan Soldo. Well, Richmond have been pretty steadfast at the, the start of the period that they didn't want to lose him. And you know, obviously yeah, that makes things a, a much more harder when, when a player is under contract. But, you know, Ivan is in a situation where you know, he, he wants to take hold of his career. You know, he wants to be a number one ruck um, somewhere. You know, he's, he's 27, 28 years of age. Um, you know, it's probably time if he, if he is going to become a number one ruck at a club, it's, it's unlikely going to be at Richmond in the short term. So, he, he wants to, to leave Richmond, but equally, you know, uh, we know that they hold the hand in the sense that he's a contracted player. All right. Soldo's made it very clear to Richmond. Yep. Hey, look, that... If he doesn't get a deal this year, he'll certainly be seeking one next year. So exactly. Get, get it get... done now when you've got some value in the trade. They'll he's get... made that very clear to him. They get bugger all if they yeah. won't hold on. Uh, let's go to uh, Thebiton, so to speak, Rich. Thebiton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's Justin Reid, just quickly, because you, we've got your roast coming up and you'll spew if we're not on time for that. Okay. It's the only time you worry about the clock. Yeah. Uh, here's Justin Reid on the McAdam deal. Yeah, guys, obviously uh, we're keen to keep Shane, but obviously... Being out of contract, um, you know, he certainly had some strength and desire to get to Melbourne. So, yeah, working through that future too, 
certainly puts us in a strong position uh, going into the draft next year. Next yeah, that's year, all, that's all fine, isn't it? Yeah, Second. look, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I know they would have liked to players this year, but there's none that they could get. James no. Jordan gone to Sydney, no. and they can't get Harrison Petty. Here's yep. Reedy on Petty, though. I think, look, respectfully, you know, Harry's a, a contracted player that obviously certainly aware of his strong desire to get home and and will want to at some stage. But as again, he's a he's a contracted player, and you know, any South Australian or player that's keen to get home will will certainly look at those opportunities. But um, again, as Lammy said yesterday, uh, 100% he'll be at the Melbourne Footy Club next year. Not to say things won't change in the next 24 hours, boys, but highly unlikely. This is Adelaide learning all the lessons from the Bryce Gibbs one, isn't it? They're timing this perfectly this time. Remember Bryce, they went two years when he had on the contract Mm -hmm. They went back the second time. Well, they should have just done the deal. They paid the same. They well, stuffed, that was a stuff up. I think they've learned the lesson this time. I would. You'd like to think so. Mm. Uh, this one, Rooch. Oh, here's Phil again. He's loading up again. Hi, G'day, Phil. Phil. Uh, boys, I'm getting more frustrated by the soldo <laughs> nonsense. We look like paying way overs for a B or C grade second ruck. Yes, we don't have much to play with, but a future second plus is way over a bloke Richmond didn't want last season. Mm. Bring in Sweet, who is similar quality and a far easier deal from Phil. So, yeah, a little bit of logic there, and you're not on your own there, Phil. All right, mm. that's our uh, trade update. We'll go back to a bit more. We've got plenty to hear from, Roach, uh, but we need to get to your roast. Uh, that's all thanks to CMC. The time-honoured journalistic masterpiece known as Roochie's Roast is coming up next. He goes political. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Seven. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. 19.2 degrees at the moment, Roach. That's the warmest it's been today, I think. Hey, we've received a lot of texts. People just don't want to hear your Roach's roast anymore. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mum. Keep dialing in. No, look, what we thought, <gasps> to give it the time that it deserves, Roach, we'll do it about 4.20. Is very that good. okay? Yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah, we'll be joined Which by... Day? Today, oh, okay. today we'll be joined by Alex Brosk after the four o'clock uh, news. What I will do, though, is remind everyone uh, we're doing Kimba and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. So when you hear this cue to call, don't ring now. That'll do. Uh, you can, if you're one of the, if you're, if you are one of the first five callers through on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, you go into the draw for the Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Five hundred dollar IGA voucher, two hundred dollar IGA voucher, and a hundred dollar IGA voucher. So that's coming up in the next fifty-five minutes. Mm. Stay listening for that. And an you... update from Adelaide Oval. Oh, yes, yes, yes. New South Wales one for thirty-six. Mm. Now chasing two hundred and eighty-seven runs, nine wickets in hand, seventy-six point three overs to win. Okay. Okay, we should get the job done. Here's a text. Hi, amigos. What do you what do you gurus think Port is going to do with pick 24? That's from Wacko Jacko. They're going to give it to Geelong for yep. Asava Ratagolia. And they will take it. Let's quickly hear from Justin Reid again, who spoke on Trade Radio today. Here's his update on Elliot Himmelberg. Mm. Now, I'm more inclined for Elliot to stay put. So um, I know he's at the club today uh, doing a bit of his rehab on the back of his uh, hamstring surgery. So... Um, Elliot's contracted for next year, so look forward to what he can produce into the future. 
it leaves a big question mark with James Borlay still, doesn't it? Bringing no players in, I suspect he'll get a one-year deal. Comes off oh, a Category okay. B, yeah. been there three years, can't stay on that. Yeah. So. One-year deal, yeah, that's possible. I, I, I get you. I, I, I think, get you. isn't yeah. that terrible when you're in that position, though, when you're just uh, in limbo? Mm. Uh, look, we've talked about the Clayton Oliver situation quite a bit, but Reedy was asked about it today, how far the discussions went. Uh, not very far. Again, look, if there's an elite player in the competition that, I guess, was mooted on the move, then we'd certainly look at that closely, as all clubs would. But, um, again, there was a fair bit of speculation there. So we moved on pretty quickly, and I guess that's been well documented over the last week. All right. That means they did their due diligence. <laughs> I would have run away very quickly too. Michelangelo Rucci said that, not me. They're just some of the updates, thanks to CMC Invest. Hey, just quickly, Roach, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game, which is... Las Vegas Super Bowl. It's worth over $70,000. All you have to do is shop in-store at Beaumont's before November the 12th, and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Just a reminder, Kim Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes... Only one entry per phone, all right, per phone number. Okay, time for the 4 o'clock news, then we're going to talk about the world game. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. past four, a beautiful day outside. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. It's 19.2 degrees outside. We love the support we get from IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just a reminder, coming up at 4.30, AFLW star for the Adelaide Crows, Montana McKinnon. Looking forward to chatting to her as we are our next guest route. The Socceroos take on New Zealand tomorrow morning at 5.15am at GTEC Community Stadium, home of Premier League side Brentford. Lovely uh, stadium too. A good stadium. Modern. Yep. Okay. Nice. I wonder if our next guest ever played there, former Socceroo well, Alex Brosk. Brosky joins us. Hello, Alex. How are you guys? How you doing? Have you ever touched the green grass at Brentford? No, never have. And not even their last uh, ground at Wembley no. where they played the last game. I went there on a tour and that's about as close as I can <laughs> playing on that pitch. Hey, just quickly, uh, your show returns tonight. The global mm. game returns at 7.30 to 9.30 Australian uh, Central Daylight Savings Time. Uh, Graham Arnold on the show along with Alicia Carnarvas. It should be a biggie. It should be, yeah. Opening uh, opening week for us and, and having the head coach of the Socceroos is always a good start to uh, to the year for us and we get to ask him a lot of questions, not not just on off the back of the uh, the one year loss to, to England, but I guess looking forward to the morning and what his ideas are, any surprises and, and who we can look forward to seeing. Alex, your take on the one nil loss to England last week? Look, I thought um, I thought we played well. I thought we we deserved uh, more than the one nil mm. loss. I felt like we, we we could have scored a number of goals. We had the better of the chances. We kept England quiet and and frustrated. They weren't able to play the regular game. And yes, they had a, a host of sort of fresh faces in the squad, but that squad was still stacked with Premier League players. Yeah. So I mean, on paper, um, you know, we we shouldn't really have, have stood much of a chance, but. It just seems to be this new confidence around the squad and the team that it doesn't, you know, matter who is is on the other side of the field. That, um, you know, this mentality that Arnie has brought into the squad is, you know, we can beat anybody, you know, and, and we don't have to fear anybody. So they they're playing great at the moment. And while we lost one nil, I'm I'm looking forward to, 
the game tomorrow morning, because it's, it's a different sort of game, it's a game we'll be obviously favourite to win, we'll be controlling a lot more possession. Um, and so we get to see, I think, the real Socceroos tomorrow. Alex, you wore the green and gold quite proudly 21 times. Did you ever know about the soccer ashes between <laughs> Australia and New Zealand? Because we were floored when we had to actually look this up. Frank admission here, we thought, first thought, oh, don't tell us they've just copied something off the cricket ashes. But this has, this has significant history. Did you know about history, it as a Socceroo? Yeah. No, until until it came out and, and was actually found in oh, I can't remember the history or whose backyard or, or really in a backyard. In, no, no, I think it was in someone's closet. It was oh. uh, found somewhere. There, there was a huge hunt for it that had been happening for years, and just okay. yeah, it, it was never spoken about, never known. So no, it took me by surprise. I initially thought the same thing. Oh, here we go. We jumped yeah, off the back yeah. of the cricket. The cricket thing, and it's, um, you know, but it's a fantastic story. I mean, I love it. You know, I think the other codes do history and, yep. and stories so well that we don't really have all that much. So I think mm. I, I love, you know, where it came from and the two original captains from the Australian mm. New Zealand squads uh, that played each other the first time uh, so many, you know, moons ago. And um, look, I, I love it. I think it's, it's something that we, you know, we can be proud of as a sport and, and um, look, to be playing New Zealand every year, I think it's great. Yeah, first time it's been up for grabs since 1954. Hey, the Socceroos team has a touch of Adelaide United about it. We love mm. it here. Craig Goodwin, Ryan Strain, <laughs> Awa Mabil and uh, Mohamed Toure. It does. And um, look, that, that's no real surprise. These guys have been playing fantastic in the last few years. Carl Veert, the, you know, he's got this great progression or procession of, of young kids that seem to keep coming through his squads. And um, he always over, overachieves with, with the teams that he's got, um, according to many. So, look, he's doing great things. He's, he's bringing through a lot of good youngsters. And um, look, it's no surprise to see some of these guys in the squad. And um, look, I, I think there's a, a number of young players um, throughout the squad that that are really exciting at the moment. We've got so many boys playing overseas in, in Scotland and, um, and the smaller European leagues, but at a good enough age where, you know, a couple of good performances here and there, a season, a good season here and there from, from a few of them. And, and we could see, start to see a new generation of players in the, in the you know, four or five best leagues in the world. Alex, there was a time when Australia and New Zealand would fight each other for a spot out of Oceania to the World Cup. We know that Australia went to Asia and found their way to the last World Cup. New Zealand mm -hmm. cruelly denied, I would say, after the qualification last time. What's the rivalry like these days? Um, look, it's definitely nowhere near as big as what it is in, in other codes, yeah. in, in cricket, rugby league, I'd say. No, nowhere near. I, I think it's, it's more of a friendly rivalry um, because these days in particular, there's nothing really up for grabs between the two. So, mm -hmm. look, it's hard to compare. I think, um, it, look, it's bragging rights at the moment. I think the fact that there's a genuine trophy uh, that's up for grabs, uh, you know, gives a little bit of uh, meaning behind the game, a lot more so. But, look, games against New Zealand, it, it's always that big brother, small brother thing where the, the New Zealanders always wanting to knock us off yeah. and, and show that they're better. And, um, look, so that's, that's always there. But in preparation, I think more so than anything for the Asian Cup that Australia has coming up. This is a very, very important game. So, and look, given just about every country in the world is going to be making the World Cup next time, hopefully uh, yeah. New Zealand will yeah. be there again. Yeah, uh, good point. I wonder how many will turn up. It'll be interesting. Who wins and what's the scoreline? Um, I'm going Australia 3-1. Uh, I think the Kiwis will get one. But, um, yeah, I think there's plenty of goals in this Australian team, especially... 
you know, given we didn't put one away against England and, and, and they'll, uh, you know, be sure to be trying to fix that. But I think it'll be entertaining from the Aussies. Alex, while we've got you, the A-League men's kicks off on Friday night. Adelaide United hosts last season's champion Central Coast. 7.45 at Cooper's Stadium. Uh, what are you liking about those two sides? Um, look, I think, uh, so was it Adelaide Central Coast? Central Coast, Coast yep. Friday night. Look, I think the Mariners have um, they've lost a lot of a lot of players from the, the, you know that grand final winning squad. Um, you know Monty as well leaving as as head coach. He did you know he was a huge reason to why they went on to do what they did last year. So there's, I think that team's just going to take a lot of time to gel. Uh, and Adelaide, not too many changes. You know, Carl, like I said, yeah. continues to just roll on and, and and overachieve according to what people think. And where he think, where they think he's going to finish uh, with his size, he, he's made the last three semi-finals um, in a row. So I think, I think it'll be a strong start from Adelaide. Good point, Kim makes Alex about how many will be at Brentford. One side mm. of London will have Australia, and New Zealand. The other side of London at Wembley will be England and Italy for their Euro qualifier. Have you ever seen a setup where Italy is going into a match with so much controversy again about gambling in their sport? Oh, not since uh, you know everything kicked off with uh, Juventus uh, yeah. so long ago. Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. I oh, it, it's 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 crazy. It's one of the biggest leagues in the world, and to hear these sorts of things happening um, mm. again, it just you don't want to see it, you know. But mm. um, unfortunately, these sorts of things happen, and and we just hope that uh, I guess Italy as a, as a as a nation come out of it on the better side because we don't want to see. Uh, we don't want to see these sorts of stories in our game. That's Alex, always appreciate having a chat. We look forward to tuning in tonight. The Global Game returns at 7.30 through to 9.30 mm-hmm. Australian Central Daylight Savings Time. We look forward to listening to yourself and your special guest, Graham Arnold, along with Alicia Canavas. Thanks for your time today. No problem. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There he is, former Socceroo, Alex Brosk. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo here at number one King William Street in the city. Currently 19.1 degrees and we're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. We were sneaky, Roach. We threw the cue to call in right at the end of the Alex Brosk interview. And did the switchboard light oh, up. Oh, I tell you what, it's just like being uh, out in the Gulf throwing a little bit of burley and thousands of Tommy Ruffs appear from nowhere. Um, we've got five people coming through. Benny's about to put their name up. I can tell you, though, yesterday's five people, the first five to get through, were Dominic Trimboli, Tom uh, Marco Toulis, hope I got that right, Jeff Brown, uh, Daryl Forrest, and uh, Troy Boy, Troy Ryan. Not Jeff from Brown, the Collingwood president. No, I wouldn't have thought. So it could be uh, Jeffrey Brown, the assistant coach out at uh, Central District. It may be. Yeah, good friend of the rats. Good boy, Brownie. Um, all right, Roach, uh, I'm stirring the gravy. They say it's going to be 100 degrees, even more maybe. But that won't stop the road. Who's going to make the gravy? I make the gravy every week. 
which Roos pours onto his roast. Who are you roasting today, Rooch? Bit of everything and everyone. All right, where you go? Very um, big picture stuff. Political? Sport and politics. Oh, <laughs> I might go get a coffee. Uh, no, we're no, repeatedly right. told that sport and politics don't mix like oil and water, but there is no shortage of new oil spills in sports. Huge swimming pool. The weekend brought a few more. Graham Arnold fired this salvo with the BBC World Service in the lead-up to his Socceroos playing England and losing 1-0 at Wembley. And there's a, a complete lack of resources in terms of money given to us by the government for football where they invest heavily in a sport that's only played in one country in the whole world. Aussie and, rules. Uh, yeah, and they invest hugely in that with stadiums, with training facilities, with all that, yet with us, with football, men, uh, especially on the soccer side, we don't have anything. And uh, it's, you know, when I bring a player back to, uh, who's playing in Europe to play uh, to play a home match in, in, in Australia, we have to train at a rugby league, they change the posts. We don't have the resources even to have ice baths and that in, in the, uh, at, a, at a facility where we can recover. You know, the government doesn't get us get behind us at all. Arnie did make the point, and he's not the first one to go down this path, that the politicians were all there with the Matildas during the World Cup. They all had their scarves. Oh, and they? Where have they gone now? Now, there are others who've made the same point during that World Cup, including our own Simon Hill. Now, that clash with England was heavily loaded with politics, Kim. The England FA was branded as spineless after it walked away from a promise to light up the Wembley Arch in blue and white to represent mm. the Israeli flag. In the end... The Socceroos and England players wore black armbands and observed a minute's silence for all the victims of another stupid war. They did not take sides. And now we have the AFL. Arnie would like us to mention the AFL. is caught in a political jam. That is the problem when you go from being apolitical mm. to serving as the moral compass for Australia, as the mm. AFL Commission has done for a while. The AFL... Co Commission was quick to support the yes vote in the weekend's referendum and made sure all the 18 AFL clubs followed suit with strong statements of support for the government's wish to change the constitution. But the Jewish Community Council in Australia is now questioning why the AFL is silent on the Israeli-Palestine conflict in Gaza. Dare one suggest the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is not offering any government funding for New Stadium for declaring any political stance on Israel. Just saying. Mm -hmm. So, just as Arnie has noted how politicians pick and choose when to come in and out of sport, sporting bodies are doing the same on the political stage. Perhaps the safest stance is for everyone to stay in their own corner. Sporting leaders run their games and let the actions on sporting fields serve as a guidance to life. But since Adam scored that first goal somewhere in the Garden of Eden, mixing of sport and politics has been as common as whiskey and soda. How the AFL reflects on its recent eagerness to be Australia's social conscience rather than Australia's game will be most interesting. And the next time you see a politician wearing a green and gold scarf at Hindmarsh Stadium, ask them where they've been. Do it for Arnie. <laughs> uh, I like it, Rich. I know you've been strong on that for a long time. If I play the devil's advocate, are you saying that they uh, shouldn't have uh, any opinions whatsoever, sporting organisations? Because I think they do a lot of good, you know, 
over the journey in terms of equality. And but they seem to pick and choose, Kim. You're mm. either going to be all in and so be that's what I'm saying. You'd rather not you get out. You would and rather I'm, them not support any causes. Now, there are some causes you know very well that they have supported and done well, and that social agendas. But mm. when they get into politics, they do get themselves into a bind. And we yeah. saw. Look, I'm. I was disappointed with how a critical issue became a point of division. And I became very concerned about how some football fans saw that as divisive at their footy clubs when mm. those statements were released. It shouldn't have been that. And I think what it, it also, without getting political, what yeah. it also proves, uh, I don't think it matters what nation it is, people don't like being told what to do or exactly. to feel like they're being manipulated. So when the government does deals with the AFL, and of course the mm. government did well, out, uh, the AFL did well out of that with yep. in terms of um, funding for the new stadium in Tasmania, I'm yep. sure that was part of the agreement, Rich. Oh, I've got no <laughs> doubt about that, Kim. Um, yeah, I, I just think people can see through situations yeah. and, and I think that played against the yes vote in a, in a huge way because every Australian sporting body, I think, Roach, was on board for yes and you just mm. feel like you're being a little bit manipulated. I mean, I love what the AFL has done mm. to show that it is a sport of equality. Yep. Men, women, all the way through, colour, religion, the whole lot. Mm. They do it by their actions. They set us a guidance with that. I get a little concerned when they try to be our moral compass. Yeah. And and the last referendum was very confusing for many people on Should all, not have been. all fronts. Should not it, have been. It cost an enormous amount of money. I don't know what was right or wrong. In the end, I was that confused with it. I read as much as I could and I spoke to uh, my mm. Indigenous brothers that uh, lived with me when we were growing up to get their opinions and then I formed my judgment and... Uh, in support of them, whether that was right or wrong. I voted yes, and uh, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say about it. Didn't try and influence anyone, Rich. Yep. Other family members voting no. It was just very confusing. And um, I yeah. just remember two decades ago when political parties wanted to do advertising on AFL scoreboards mm. and unions wanted to do it. They were told, no, we are an apolitical organisation, the AFL. Is that still the case today? Yet it's okay to take gambling sponsorship money. And things like that. Yep, two sets of rules. Yes, you can have your yes, say. The text yes. line is zero four two seven one five four one double six. Appreciate the work you put into that, Rooch. We start talking politics and not one text comes through. <laughs> um, what I can do, though, is tell you about all the people that tried to ring and get through, Rooch, for our Kimba and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. First five callers through. So now they have a uh, one in 75 chance of winning the $500. Wow. Uh, Mark from Grange, well done, Mark. Colin from Glengarry. Renee from Largs Bay. Jim from Morfordville. And Gary from Fulham. You are now all a chance of drawing a horse for our sweepstakes. And you'll find out on Melbourne Cup Day just how you fare. That's all thanks to IGA Supermarkets. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Not far away from the news. Big thank you to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. And Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A few texts coming through. Remember a few weeks ago, Rooch, we gave away the Dr Pickles yes. creams? Yes. You had a tattoo? It's yes. Fun. Uh, afternoon, boys. Just had my Dr Pickles prize pack delivered. Thank you, SENSA. That's from Annie. Perfect. That'll get the old tattoos looking beautiful. Do you want a score update from the Oval? Only if it's good. Well... <laughs> 
taken down another wicket from well, New South Wales. That's They're good. two for 45 now. They need 278 of 69.2 overs today and tomorrow. Hmm. Yes, let's hope the Redbacks do it, Kim. Yes, it'll be nice. Uh, and after you wrote them off, Roach, after one day performance. Yes, you did. Hello, uh, Lindsay. Jeffrey says, boo-hoo, Graham Arnold. Aussie rules is our game, in capital letters, not soccer. Yeah, but one gives us an international profile. We can't it, ignore it. Does. it. And like Kevin Sheedy said, the great man, we are a very lucky country when we are supporting four codes of football. Mm. That is good. Yeah, we're getting a few political texts, uh, Roach. But it was we, inevitable. We yeah, we won't get too much it into inevitable. them. Uh, people don't trust Labor with money. They just throw money at a problem without accountability. I wish they'd throw look some at, at me. Look at the Northern Territory with 20 years of Labor and nothing done. That's from Jeffrey. Uh, when I had my weekend away, Roach, we discussed the fact that it cost, you know, nearly half a billion dollars. And some rocket scientists were sitting there in the wee hours of the morning saying, well, if we didn't have this referendum. Yes. You know, there's 20-odd million Australian citizens. We yeah. could have all ended up with five million each. And after a few shivers, we're going, bloody hell, it's not a bad idea. Right. Whoever that was, <laughs> can they change a $100 note for me? <laughs> what, what have we got? $20, 20, bucks. $20 each. Hey, look, uh, 20 bucks to go through a serious discussion. I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I like it, Roots. Hey, 4.32, uh, looking forward to our next chat. Uh, chat. Uh, Montana McKinnon. Great story. Yeah, AFLW player for the Adelaide Crows. He's up next, thanks to IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 4.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo on the reach with you, and it's a beautiful day outside. Currently 18 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Looking forward to our next chat. Very talented AFLW player, Roots, who's had a very interesting career, a short Robbed. career. Robbed. Robbed. We'll get to that. It the seems, image of injustice. It seems like years ago, it was only last year when our next guest was banned from playing in a grand final. Montana McKinnon from the Adelaide Crows joins us now. Hello, Montana. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Were well, you glad we brought that up first, were you? Are you still haunted yeah, by that? <laughs> we were prepared to have a public rally for Oh, him. we were. We were filthy on that. Um, let's get into it then. Um, yes, let's go yeah, quickly to the chase on this yeah, one. How, how was that? We just found it a rather innocuous incident. Did you actually make contact with the girl? Um, I did a little bit, yeah. I, um, obviously, it was a very challenging week. Mm. Um, for, you know, a bit of a roller coaster, obviously, on a bit of a high, like coming off the prelim with a win, um, you know, going into that grand final week. And then, obviously, that bit of a low, then finding out Monday that that had all happened. And, you know, going through all of that was challenging and just sort of being there that week and playing my role for the team and then just getting around the girls for that grand final day. Montana, we could never understand how you in the end suspended, not for what you did, mm. but the potential of what you could have done. Potential to cause injury, Not I think. for what you did, but for what a tribunal said, or oh, this is what it could have led to. Now, mm. to miss a grand final for that. Now, we read how you were in tears after the tribunal. Did you wish that there was an appeal process taken up by the club at the end? Um, oh, it's a bit of a challenging one, you know, um, 
Uh, like I said, it was a very hard week, but I was still grateful for the club. Like the club were, you know, they were really supportive through all of that and they did everything on their behalf that they could have for mm-hmm. me. Um, so, you know, I was very grateful for the club in, in that way. All right. We didn't really plan to jump into that one from the start, but we were going to talk about <laughs> well, it. Because ho- yet- hopefully you get to play in a grand final, win a premiership medal, so then it becomes just a side issue. Mm. You deserve yeah, well, that. You hopefully. deserve that. Mind you, you, it is topical at the moment. You have a teammate, Nasra <laughs> Allen, up before the tribunal. We won't get you to comment on that one, but I'm a little bit uh, miffed with the, some of the press that's going with that one. All right, let's jump into the positives. You're undefeated after seven games, seven straight wins, 42-point victory over the Doggies last week. Uh, you're playing your role. How are you finding being sort of rucked forward? Yeah, no, really good. You know, um, you know, me and Caitlin Gould playing that last year and now sort of me and... Jess Allen playing that this year. It's really good having sort of that balance with the both of us there, um, both contributing um, what we can. So, yeah, really enjoying it. Montana, with the new rules in AFLW where you get the boundary throw-in coming in much deeper, how does that change your ruck work? Do you just see now more angles, more opportunities to set up clearances? Yeah, it's not too bad. So, obviously, within the Ford 50s now, so within the 50 arc, they um, don't bring it in that 10 metres. So, Mm. it's just sort of that adjusting, realising that where you are on the field, whether quickly adjusting, like seeing if they're going to bring it in or if they're going to go to the boundary. So, just working through that, especially with the mids who are working around you. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Massive game this week, an away game up in Brizzy. It'll be warm up there, Saturday, 2.35 at Brighton Homes Arena. You take a rivalry. Brisbane, yeah, you've lost the last two to them by 23 and 22 points. We'll jump into that shortly. I want to go way back to how it all started for you. You were a late bloomer in football. Is it right that you didn't pick up a footy until you were 14? Yeah, yep. So I was actually a netballer growing up, so didn't start playing until I was 14, which is actually... um, a state game was my first game, so I sort of got straight into it um, and then was lucky enough and played a bit of football down at Morfittville Park and then uh, went through the programs down at South Adelaide. That is staggering. I did read that some time ago. Your very first proper game was a state game. You were 14 playing in an under-18 carnival. That is insane. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did you know what you were doing? I looked at some of the highlights. You looked like you knew what you were doing. No, it was actually a funny one. I um, because obviously it's a little bit different to netball. I was looking up the night before the game positions on the field. Oh <laughs> no! Hey, <laughs> and really, look, uh, I, I can remember when I was working with Channel Nine many years ago. I went out and did a story before the AFLW was about to start. It was two years before it, we we broke the story on Nine, and I interviewed Courtney Craming and the Morfittville Parks. Football club has just been such a breeding ground for talented AFLW players. I believe Courtney has been a mentor of yours. What is it about Morfittville Parks? Yeah, no, I, I got in just at the right time. So Courtney was actually, CJ there was one of my first coaches um, when I first started in under 15s there. Um, they had a really good program through both their juniors and then sort of their uh, A's and B grade teams. Obviously, you've seen a lot get drafted through there. Um, but yeah, they were really great in sort of that development coming through for women's football and then CJ herself has been great and obviously ending up here at the Crows were there is really special as well. So Montana, how much of a footballer do you handled before you played the state game? <laughs> um, oh, not too much. I did um I did Oz kick when I was about four or five, okay. um, okay. just as a once off and then other than that just a bit of kicking the footy um with sort of my dad in the front yard or just with some friends on the street but 
nothing other than that. Now, this is the first time we chatted to you, but we speak to all the AFLW players on a weekly basis from Port and, and the Crows. Um, we've never heard a bad word about your coach, the Doc. I don't think we ever will. Does he have favourites, and would you be one, given he was a ruckman? Well, I don't say that. A lot of the girls like to think that ah. us rucks are the favourites. We do get a bit of... Um, <laughs> Obviously, him being head coach and also that ruck coach, we do um, some extra sort of craft sessions with him. But, you know, you can't really go past Chelsea Randall as a as a coach's favourite. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 well, and she did leave with the doc and uh, Elliot <laughs> okay. as well. Unbeaten in seven. Mm. Where do you improve from here? Or are you finding that it is all clicking very nicely? No, obviously it's going, um, you know, pretty good at the moment. But obviously we've still got, uh, what's that, three more games until mm. finals. So we're just sort of taking each week as it comes and hopefully sort of improving and just sort of tidying up a few little things before finals hit. Have the girls got around Abby Ballard this week? Yeah, that's tough news, that one. Yeah, obviously that's really disappointing. Um, not too sure when she goes in just yet. Um, but, yeah, all the girls, she was in at the club last night in good spirits and all the girls are getting around her. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's... You talk about Chelsea Randall being a, a leader, and we know that she is. So what about Eb- Ebony Marinoff? We get her on now in a bit. She's always up and about. Is she a serial pest, or is when she puts the game face on, it's all business? Yep, she is. Exactly what you see on the field is what she is. Now she's great. She's definitely, um, especially these last two seasons, she's been an upcoming leader for us and sort of following in those footsteps of, you know, Chelsea Randall and Sarah Allen. So it's really exciting And we've had to see Neve... what sort of leader she's going to be in a yeah. few years. We've had Neve Kelly on a few times. She is loving it since coming over from the West Coast Eagles, loving playing for the Crows. Yeah, Neve's been great for us. Little speedy one, which has um, been great for us. She's... You know, she's unstoppable on the field, so when she gets running, but no one can catch her. She's been great. All right. What's been the preparation to take on uh, Brisbane? Because they have got you the last two times. Yeah, so we've got main training tomorrow, so, you know, we'll go into all the logistics about that. But, you know, for us, I think it's just going to be, if we want to come away with the win, just putting mm. in four really good quarters of our football mm-hmm. um, from the get-go. Montana, how do you think you go speed for speed with them now? Because it was an issue in the past. Yeah, well, like you said, though, having Neve now, we've got a few um, sort of our young girls now mm. stepping up, which has been really good. Um, I definitely think, you know, looking at this season, like we've been a lot faster team to watch play. So hopefully we can uh, match them this week, which would be really good. What did that win against Melbourne on the road when you're beating the defending champ on their home deck give you as a group? Yeah, it definitely gives you a fair bit of confidence there. Um, obviously, again, really hot from the get-go from that first bounce. Yeah. So just you know, the, the fact that we'll be able to play, we were able, sorry, to play four quarters um, and get the job done. Yeah, it's really exciting to see where this group could go. Now, Montana, everyone in a football club has a nickname. Do you have one? Yeah, so I go by either Mon or Monty, Monty. Um, amongst the girls. Well, Monty, I need a little favour. Uh, have you ever met the Roach? Do you know what he looks like? Do you know anything about his past? I haven't met him, no. No, well, he was the chief football writer for the advertiser for 30 years. Where are you going with this? Oh, I'm just saying, he has no fast twitch muscles at all. <laughs> if he drops his pen, he groans and grunts. It takes him about 10 minutes to bend down and pick it up. Now, you're a Pilates instructor, oh, is that yes, right? Oh, yes, yes, this could help. He yeah, needs yeah, flexibility. Yeah. This would help. <laughs> Tell us about your gig away from football. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm uh, just at the Marion Aquatic Centre, so I just work there three mornings a week. Um, really enjoying it. It's good to have, I think, like a balance, a job away from football, just so I can sort of, you know, reset. And I've got that on the outside to keep me busy. So, yeah, I'm teaching both Matt and Reformer Pilates there. Well, I would reckon... you imagine giving agility to a dinosaur? 
Because <laughs> that's what Kim is asking you to do. Mm. Give agility to oh, a dinosaur. It's definitely doable. Really? <laughs> I, I won't be easier to put him down on. With Pilates, though, I can remember 20 years ago when a few players, or, you know, 20, 25 years ago, said that they were doing Pilates and people thought they were crazy. What what does it give you in terms of your strength and conditioning? What, what are the assets of... Um, or the bonuses or pluses of doing Pilates? Yeah, well, I've been doing, um, obviously teaching, I've been doing it a fair bit myself this season especially. Um, even like especially like a lot of the girls, we've actually got a few girls um, if they've got um, sort of weaker backs and stuff that have been doing it. Okay. I myself notice that I've just been stronger and even like through my core strength has been really good. Um, and I've, I know a few of the men's players are doing it now as well. So it's definitely really beneficial. Yeah, a lot of players doing it. Well, great to chat to you, Monty. We wish you all the very best. You take on Brisbane away up at Brighton Homes Arena on Saturday at 2.35. I think it's going to be warm. You're going for eight straight. Hey, thanks to IGA Supermarkets supporting women in sports. Stay on the line. Our producer, Bumfluff Benny, uh, is going to give you a $100 IGA voucher. Now, we ask all the girls this. Which section of IGA will you be going to first? Oh, Chocolates? The top one. I was maybe going to say the ice cream. Oh, I yeah. love it. That's a first. Yeah. I reckon nearly yeah. everyone, everyone says, oh, fresh, fresh fruit and, Veg. and uh, veggies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll let you do that. Hey, good luck on the weekend. Stay on the line and we've got a $100 IGA voucher for you. Awesome. Thanks, heaps, guys. Appreciate it. There we go. Monty McKinnon. She's a beauty. Uh, IGA Supermarkets, Roach, supporting women in sport for great saves and local phase. Visit your nearest IGA. And I think, Roach, we have time to go to the phones. We're going to go to Ange at Two Wells. Hello, Ange. G'day, gent. How are we, gentlemen? Ange, baby. What's going on? Oh, just waxing lyrical, having a chat to Roach and talking sport. What about you? Good. Good. No, mate, just just finish work, mate, just finish work. Hey, guys, why doesn't Port throw a late draft pick to get Borlase from the Crows? Thinking he's finished his three-year cap, whatever category B, whatever he has. And I, yeah, I know, and I know they can't re-sign him on the cap B again. Why are we not trying to get him? Because even though he's not as tall as the other guys, the couple of games that I've seen him personally play, and his dad used to play for the Magpies, like, why aren't we trying to get him? Well, two answers to that. One, Adelaide's not trading him to Port. They'll either leave him to be there picked up by anyone so Port doesn't have to do anything or he's staying on Adelaide's list. There's no need for Port to act at all because it's not going to happen. And two, to be quite blunt, when the whole thing began, despite the romantic notion of, you know, a Borlase being in Port Adelaide colours, I don't think Port had great interest. It just didn't fit yeah, but what they showed- wanted. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch him in the SANFL and his couple of games, the AFL, yeah. like everyone can say that, but you know what I mean? Like he has shown that he can he can play the game mm. and he yeah. can play tall. Yeah, well, their conclusion is he doesn't fit. Port's conclusion. Yeah, no, he doesn't no, fit enough. their needs. And, and well, until we Adelaide, with him with McKenzie. And, and really, if Adelaide delists him, it's an easy pick. They don't have to give anything away. But if Adelaide keeps him, it's all irrelevant anyway. Mm. They weren't going to trade him for Port. For a late draft pick. Yeah, but but don't you think they would have signed him by now, though, with Duday gone and things no, like that? Well, they they don't need to do it now. They It's all part of a process. Like Kim said, it's terrible for the player, but what they do is they go through this trade period, they see where Himmelberg lands, they make a call. They'll make a call before 
Oh, I'm trying to think when that deadline is, Kim. It's probably around October 31 where they've got to make a call on that one. No, no, fair enough. All good. So Thank then you, Adelaide, gentlemen. Have a lovely afternoon. Appreciate it, Ange. Adelaide will either give him another year or they'll um, be a delisted player, player and Port can then think about it again. And yeah. I would be quite frank on that one. I would think if he falls into the delisted category, he still wouldn't get to Port. Oh, what do you know, Rooch? Um, how much time we got uh, left? Why do you always bring Frank up? Frank? Hmm. Because <laughs> he's a good man. Is he? Hey, Justin Reid uh, spoke today and uh, he was talking about why Adelaide are in a strong position for their next draft. Yeah, Tom, obviously, uh, Tyler Welsh, and, and there's a lot to play out over the next 12 months, but obviously he's a father-son prospect coming through the pathway and part of the AFL Academy. And look, there's still a lot of footy to play out there, as we know, but uh, certainly, uh, I guess, holding two, you know, a future one and two twos puts you in a strong, I guess, position next year with regards to points and the bidding system. Hey, when we were talking to Montana McKinnon about her Pilates, a text has come through from Modbury Mac. If I read this out, you would have just guessed it was Mario. Uh, he's having an impact on our audience, Rooch. Um, this one's from Modbury Mac. He says, I can see Rooch rocking up to Pilates in a prison bar mankini. Oh, well, that would be a sight you would never, ever, ever, wow. ever unsee. There's an image. Yeah, not a good one, Roach. No, I didn't say it was a good image. No, I said no, there's an image. A shocking one, a tad flabby and very hairy. Uh, David Walls, <laughs> the list manager, uh, the list manager for Fremantle. Yes. This has been a big rumour going around, Roach. Okay. Was asked a question on Trade Radio whether they are gathering picks for a big raid on Sydney's Logan McDonald. Oh, yes. But, Lord, yeah, that's part of our list management strategy is, is tracking all West Australians and particularly the quality ones and, and ones that are starting to come out of contract. So, yeah, Logan clearly fits that uh, criteria. Um, but there's also yeah, many other West Australians in the comp as well that we're, we're tracking really closely and would love to bring back. And, yeah, we'll really be targeting specific needs from this point on. Um, like I said, I feel like we've got a really strong core group um, that, are, that are locked away and committed long term. And we will be targeting uh, specific needs to, to really uh, round out the list in the next 12 months. And, of course, David Walls is the son of the great Robert Walls. And uh, he says that we're targeting and looking at a lot of uh, XWA players, but not all of them are tall forwards, Rich. There's not many of them out there. And there's one at Port Adelaide. There is. Vince Georgiades. Yeah, for your yes. contract there. Yes, That's uh, going to be a hard one to move, but... I reckon. But... Would you go your 95% on the fact that he'll end up finishing his AFL career in WA? Or Victoria. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. He has a preference, like his dad did, to go yes. and experience the, uh, the, big, the big lights, the big, big lights. smoke. Yeah. All righty. Hey, we've got time for one more, have we? Yes, we have. Uh, Rowan O'Brien is the list manager for the West Coast Eagles. There's so much talk about pick one and what they'll do with it. Uh, here is Rowan talking about the offers they've received for pick one. Uh, we haven't had a lot, Tom, to be honest. I, to be fair, I think clubs have got a a number of other things on the go at the moment that they need to work through. And uh, that may change once the uh, player exchange period finishes and we move more into selections. But we've had a few calls, but um, the, the phone hasn't been ringing off the hook, if I'm honest. <laughs> it will after this trade period. I think it will too. Ah, it, another wicket has fallen at Adelaide Oval. Hey, good on you, Roosh. Go, you Redbacks. Three for 59 now, New South Wales. 264 runs short.
Yep. Victory. No, we're over the See line. See what happens to I go early? The early don't, crow. Don't Give do them the kiss do of death. Do not do this to them. Outright victory for oh, the Redbacks. You no. beauty. Sorry, a big show Dizzy. coming up tomorrow, Rouge. Uh, we'll be crossing live to Tommy Morris at Marvel Stadium on deadline day of the trade period. Justine Mules from Port Adelaide's AFLW team, former Crow, Juzzy, mad yes. Port supporter growing yes. up. Yeah. Uh, and we'll try and cross Adelaide Oval as well as SA look to get their first win of the season. Go the Redbacks. Uh, you've been uh, very good today, Rich. That's all right. I was going to say some smart aleck comment, but nothing no, came no, to mind. No, no, hey, no. just a reminder, tomorrow, join us again. Uh, we'll be doing Kimbo on the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Uru. Bye-bye, everyone.